Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. Today we've got Al and Chad, two great tastes that taste great together. I think. You're you're looking at me weird. I'm not sure how to take that. You know, it's like they say with the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, you know, chocolate and peanut butter. Two great tastes that taste great together. They also did the ad campaign where they were like, you got your chocolate and my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter and my chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and then I remember that advertising campaign where they were saying that, uh, and then like what they would do is like, then the, they, were, they usually, the, the commercial was set like right before some world changing event. Um, like there's yeah. this one I remember, I think it was at like a, a California mining, gold mining camp in the 1840s. And, okay. you know, it's like it did one of the things, you know, someone bumps and gets his chocolate and his peanut butter. And, yeah, they do the, you know, I know I've got an idea. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's like gold. And then everyone runs. And, and so the world would have to wait. But I remember they had a whole bunch of commercials like that. And, and in a way, talking about advertising is not that far off for today's episode. But a quick question for you before we begin. Yesterday at work, uh, my boss was talking to us and he's like, you know, they say that there's, okay, here's a challenge for someone. And I posted this on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Name something whose flavor cannot be improved by either chocolate or ranch dressing. Well, that really comes down to, do you like chocolate and do you like ranch dressing? That is true. I suppose if you can't stand the taste of either one, then it doesn't matter how good they taste. And I can answer that question about okay. what, what cannot be made to taste better by one of those two things. And the answer is the other one. Chocolate and ranch dressing do not go together. And they won't enhance the taste of each other. That's a good point. And so the the food I suggested that could not be improved by chocolate or ranch dressing is MREs, ready-to-eat meals. Now, I've never served in the military. I've never had an MRE. But from my friends who ha have been in the, the armed forces, I've heard that some of them border on inedible especially the veggie omelet. The really? way I, yes, the way I heard it described is first of all, it could easily double as fake vomit. That's, that's how it looks. But as far as the taste, imagine a block of slimy gelatin with little bits of like green pepper and tomato and onions floating around in there. Uh, no, thanks. I'll pass. <laughs> How hard, how easy is it, or how hard would it be to mess up eggs and veggies? Well, then again, you have to think it's a ready-to-eat meal, which, from what right. I've heard some of my uh, military vet friends say, is three contradictions in one. But um, the, I mean, you got to remember, I guess these are supposed to be things that, they're supposed to be able to last for years of storage, and right. they're supposed to be able to survive in any uh, any condition where I guess, you know, when you're ready, you just heat them up and eat them. Heat them and eat them, you know? Yeah, I, I get that. But I don't know. I guess for me, uh, I, I don't know. My brother was in the Army. He's never really 
should ask him about that. I've, he's never really said one way or the other what his thoughts on that are. But, but anyways, on to today's show. So we're going to be resuming our review at Black Mirror. And technically, this is not the last episode of season two. Uh, it's just that it's going to be the last one we're going to review in season two because we already reviewed the last episode, which was White Christmas. So right. it's probably good that we skipped ahead because it probably we, we'd probably look pretty stupid reviewing a Christmas episode in like late May, early June. Well, maybe. Maybe not. I mean, just it's an episode. It's just like any other if you're going to do it for any other type of of. of you know, episodical show. It's like, you know, it would be hard. Let's say we were going to do Friends, the the TV show Friends. Well, they have a Thanksgiving and a Christmas episode every season for ten years. Now, granted, we're not going to do a, a store a show like this with 240 episodes, but somewhere in there we would review a Thanksgiving or a Christmas show nowhere near where they would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. See, you know, so I guess that. I, I get what you're saying, but I guess it wouldn't really matter for something like this because I suppose if people really want to, they can just wait <laughs> and listen to it when the time comes. <laughs> now, personally, this is probably one, in my opinion, this is one of the more average episodes of Black Mirror. It's it's not the best episode by any stretch of the imagination. I would agree with that. I, I don't think it falls really among the worst I mean, it's not, I mean, I think it's a little better than um, National Anthem, but I, I mean, it does have a few moments in it that I do think are funny and enjoyable, but yeah, other than that, it's kind of an average episode, uh, doesn't really well, I mean, stand out. Who doesn't like a blue cursing teddy bear? That is true. So the show is named after Waldo, and... Uh, this is a cartoon character voiced by a comedian named Jamie Salter. And, you know, he, of course, sits behind the screen with the remote control and stuff, or with the some weird hand device. And um, he has a show where he brings on politicians and other people in a position of authority in order to mock them. And they try to make them think that they're on a kid's show, but... He's actually doing it for a late night TV. And I remember before they had his his segment there, um, they were talking about, well, they had a scene with him where even though he was successful with his character, he wasn't really satisfied with the way his life was going. Right. And uh, they also had a news story they were running about, I forgot the name of the guy again, it was just some minor character, and he's like, uh, who I guess got... um, busted with child pornography and the whole show is like well he can now join you know start a new career in the disgraced pedophile ring right yeah so yeah i mean there was there was some moments of humor in this one um it was really a look at how politics and the hive mind really can affect the world around you i think that's true and you know, and that's what I took away from this one. And we'll get into that more as you go through the plot of it all. But that's kind of what I, that was my takeaway. It had a little bit to do with how politics can divide people. 
and also how well well wait chad yes no politics never would divide anybody that's never happened are you high don't tell me don't tell me you've gone to the cheeto side (laughs) no i i know what you're saying go on can go on continue before you were so rudely interrupted so and then again how the hive mind or the the mass population can also affect or allow you to do things that you as an individual wouldn't do. And like I said, we'll get more into depth on both of these as, as we go through the plot of the story. But those are, those are the two big takeaways I took from it. I don't know. Did you find anything else hidden in there that I missed? Uh, no, that was the the primary message I think. And, and you know, this whole idea of the hive mind and how things like, you know, like Waldo can get people to maybe act or do things they normally wouldn't. That does come up again later in the series. Okay. I I believe that. I mean, I I can see looking at that from several different, you know, different uh, angles. This being one of them with politics. Um, We kind of saw that in a way with, um, oh, the one with the lady who was um, in the prison system and, they would re she would relive that same day over and over because they would drug oh, her. And uh, she would white bear. White bear. Yeah. yeah. And they and we kind of we didn't really look at that when we talked about it because there were so many other things in there. But again, that's a that's a whole you know how the hive mind thinks somehow that that's okay. Yeah. Because so, they put it on as a as a show or whatever. Yeah. So the in this uh, episode that we've as it starts. Jamie is going to be interviewing a politician named Liam Monroe. And this is, again, one of those uh, parts of the episode I thought was a little funny. You know, he's like, hey, kids, you know, he, Mr. Monroe is a politician. What does a politician do? Well, a politician makes the world a fair place. So do you beat up people like Batman? He's like, no. <laughs> so then you're a pussy? Not, not quite like Batman. <laughs> then you're like a you're a pussy then no you don't know what a pussy is <laughs> so yeah it's which again i mean that was probably one of the funnier parts of the uh yep. the show the episode and then to some extent it really kind of goes downhill from there and then as as the story progressed it got darker i think uh you know with um at first he didn't even want to do the waldo thing because they want to get him involved in the political scene at the time because they're trying to elect a new MP. Um, And there's all this talk about, you know, okay, first they just want him to kind of show up and harass this Malone guy for whatever reason. Monroe. Monroe, sorry. And so he showed up outside of one of his little get-togethers and, you know, basically uh, bullied him into having this back and forth with him. Yeah, and that was actually one of the funnier parts, I think, when because what they did is while Mr. Monroe was going and doing the, you know, his these campaign speech stops, uh, they had this van that had uh, the big TV on it with Waldo, and he was, yeah, he would harass him like he was meeting with the mothers group, and you know, he's like, "Did you get on with some of the mothers?" And um, yeah, just, yeah, you know, standard standard fifteen-year-old uh, boy humor. Yeah, and uh-huh. there yeah, was really. there was one I did like later on where it's like they're driving around. It's like uh, they had Waldo holding a puppet of Mr. Monroe and had the the 
you know, the the mouth movies like, I'm Mr. Monroe, vote for me and keep things shitty. Yeah. But anyway, so it started to get dark because he didn't really want to be part of this. And then, okay, he would do that part of it. And then pretty soon they get this brilliant idea that Waldo should run for office. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I'm not a politician. I don't want to be a politician. You know, I'm a comedian. I do, you know, whatever. Yeah, because he so said they, that he didn't he didn't feel that he was smart enough or fast enough for politi- for politics. And they were trying to, the guy who was pitching it to him was uh, Jack, the TV station owner, who, even though it was Jamie's character, I guess Jack owned the rights to it. Correct. So, you know, he's the one that gets him into this and they're saying, oh, we'll have an earpiece and we'll have someone doing fact checks and, and stuff for you. And it, but again, yeah, he didn't really want to do it, but eventually they, they convince him uh, into it. And yeah, he starts doing uh, the debates where he pretty much makes fun of people and says nasty things. So at about that, at about that point in the show, he meets this girl, Gwendolyn Harris, who is also uh, running for the MP position. I don't know exactly what MP stands for. I don't know if they said in the show at all or not. Yeah. But it's a a ministry position. Master of Parliament or Master of Parliament? Is that what it is? Is it like Senator or something maybe? Yeah, because, yeah, any, uh, yeah, I was going to say, any listeners over there in the UK, uh, if you can, if you know what, uh, what the MP is and what it stands for, please uh, contact us at POIGamestudio at gmail.com because I have no idea what MP means. I mean, I would guess Master of Parliament because I know they have the Parliament system over there, which um, I said I don't really know too much about it, but I've heard some people say that, you know, they almost wish that we would introduce something like that over here instead of our, you know, the system of politics we have over in uh, America here, but that's that's neither here nor there, but... Right, and and really what... position is doesn't really impact per se the episode in any way however he um, meets this girl they kind of you know they hit it off they have a few drinks together they sleep together and then her campaign finds out that she was doing this and they kind of said no you can't do that you can't see him you can't you know and that pushes this guy who already wasn't very happy to begin with even deeper down this, you know, this rabbit hole of despair. And yeah. then. Yeah. Cause one of the just, things that, uh, Gwendolyn, um, does, uh, bring up to him is that, yeah, she's not really doing this, uh, cause she was running with the labor party. Uh, so she was doing this more as a way to further her polit- her own political career. So she probably wasn't really very interested in the labor party, but yeah, she just thought this would be helpful to her in the long run. Right. So anyway, they, they hit it off. She's then told, you can't see this guy because he's involved in in this the way he is. And then, then he actually starts running for the position. And then they're at a debate and he starts in on Mr. Monroe. And then he starts in on her. And it's just like, you can just see the um, the pain this guy is going through doing all this stuff but he does it because that's what he's being paid to do yeah and and this is also where mr monroe starts attacking him personally i actually don't remember if it was at this particular debate or one of the other ones 
But yeah, he's like saying he's not attacking Waldo. He's talking, you know, Jamie Salter, uh, the guy right. behind the teddy bear, and was, you know, bringing up the fact that he used to be part of a com- comedy troupe, and everyone else in his, you know, troupe went on to bigger and better things, and the best he could do was voice a vulgar cartoon bear with a turquoise cock, as, as Waldo's put it. <laughs> yeah, as he put it, his words, not mine, and... um. But yeah, then he just starts going, he just starts going off on all of them. And yeah, he was bringing up with Gwendolyn. It's like, you know, you're, you know, I'm a, I'm a cartoon bear with a turquoise cock and I'm more real than you are. And, you know, bringing up that, you know, she was doing this primarily for her own gain. And Mm -hmm. yeah, he pretty much starts breaking down and he really wants to call it quits, but that's when they have another meeting. And again, uh, Jack reminds him that because they have this argument. Well, see, first they meet with a media company that was saying that Waldo's ratings were basically they were through the roof. Right, and right. so he was becoming this social media sensation and that uh, they think that he can become the face of mocking global authority. And again, Jamie doesn't like the idea because as he said it, he doesn't think he's smart enough to do politics, even though they're like saying, oh, you know, all you got to do is just insult them. And, you know, we'll we'll have we'll give you an earpiece so someone can uh, relay information to you. Um, and again, after this meeting, that's when he storms off. And again, he's he really wants to call it quits. But that's when Jack reminds him that, you know, I own the rights and how hard could it be? Right. So. Right. Uh, they're they're gonna do another one of these mocking things where they're driving by, in the uh, the van with the TV screen, and Jack is trying to manipulate it and he can't uh, you know he can't figure out how to do it and then that's when Jamie uh, comes back. Yeah, so they start doing it. Uh, he starts doing his character again, but then things start to take a turn for the worse for him on the final day of the campaign. That's where again he. He decide he's just gotten so frustrated. He realizes that Gwendolyn will have nothing more to do with him. Uh, I think he realizes that he's pretty much secured a win for Mr. Monroe. He knows that, you know, he's just basically making a fool out of himself for the delight of the masses. So he walks out of the van and he tries to get people to react against it, not to vote for Waldo. And then that's when Jack takes over and, you know, like 500 quid for the person who punches him or, you know, so basically, yeah, he gets beaten up and, you know, and then next thing we know, he's in the hospital bed. Right. And that's, that's where the hive mind set comes in because that guy that came up and beat him up would never have done that of his own accord. But because there was something there in this case, Waldo, the the fake bear, saying, hey, I'll give you $500, basically, 500 quid to beat this guy up. He does it. And I think that is kind of like the hive mind. You know, um, mass hysteria doesn't happen unless there's a mass of people. You know, it's it's just one of those things where I think that the hive mind takes over and they have to deal with the different things that um, 
come from that. And in this case, it's one person getting beat up. But then later on, um, at the at the results of the the um, election, where you find out that Monroe does secure the win, um, again the bear pipes up and he goes, "I'll give five hundred quid to whoever throws a or lobs a shoe at him." And the shoe is, comes flying out of the you know yeah. out of the audience. Is it again? This might be another question for any uh, listeners in the UK. Is it quid or quin? It's quid. It is quid. It, okay. This quid and a quid is equivalent to a, a British pound. Just the the slang term is quid. Okay. That one I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, and we find out that Monroe won, followed by Waldo, and then Gwendolyn coming in third. And yeah, someone throws a shoe, and it, it the the riot occurs, and then it fast forward where we see Jamie. Jamie is basically homeless. And yep. yep. And then the police come and they tell all these homeless people they have to move. And then he sees this screen where it has Waldo. And uh, again, at the end, he's seen, I think there were other screens in the background that also had Waldo on them. Yeah. Waldo was everywhere. He was on airplanes. He was, it looked like he was campaigning for something because he had the whole thing with the change logo, which kind of, kind of was a, I, I think it kind of was like a direct hit towards the Obama change logo you know kind of yeah. had that feel to it uh but yeah and he's like and he's getting madder and madder every time he sees the wallow character he gets madder and madder and then he throws his wine bottle or beer bottle or whatever he was drinking at the screen it breaks the cops come up on him and they tase him and beat him up a little bit and just leave him lay and that's how it all ends which i thought was interesting because the guy who created this character, Waldo, you know, just became so embittered by the, that same character to the point that he was homeless, tasered, and beaten by the police over this character. I, I think that's kind of a statement about, you know, things that you create can can overtake you and become larger than you and become your downfall. I kind of feel like that's kind of what that message was. Yeah, that's you know, true. So be careful what you create because it can always come back and, and get you. See, and this is the other thing that I find uh, interesting about the character. You have to feel sorry for him. Yeah, there's a few times in the, the episode where he's a bit of a dick, uh, especially with you know how he how he explodes at Gwendolyn, uh, whether he meant you know he meant it or whether he was just acting in character. But, you know, he just reluctantly agrees to go along with this, um, you know, with this idea. And in the end, what does it get him? He's homeless. He's in the street. And he sees that someone else has basically taken something he made and is making more money, more money off of it than he probably ever will. So, yeah, in that regards, I think in a lot of ways it is. It, it That does make it, I think, one of the darker episodes of the series at least when you're talking about what happens to one of the characters in the episode right yeah i would agree with that so overall again it sounds like neither one of us was really really overly impressed with the episode um yeah i I thought it lacked a lot of stuff that i thought it could have been told in a lot better format than it was um, I think it lacked a lot of things from talent of the actors to 
script to, you know, just the whole thing. I think it was just, it feels, unlike a lot of the other episodes, it kind of feels like it was just thrown together. Like, oh, it, we have an episode due in a week. Um, let's do this. Yeah. You know? Or the old the old statement of, we threw it against the wall and saw what stuck, you know? <laughs> and this episode kind of feels like they picked up stuff that didn't stick. I, You know, it just was, to me, it just didn't have the clean edges, the 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 sharp contrast that a lot of the other ones had up to this point. And it was, frankly, it was a little boring, too, on top of it all. So, I don't know, that's just kind of... I'm, I'm sorry I stepped on your toes there. Oh, but no, no it's problem. Kinda, it's kind of the way I, I kind of think about this one. So, um, I'll let you get back to what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, when we talk about what... I mean, I think you made a good point earlier when you said that how it was talking about the the hive mind mentality that, yeah, that guy beat up Jamie when he probably wouldn't have under normal circumstances. And again, that guy threw the shoe at Mr. Monroe when in under normal circumstances he wouldn't have. And I think it also was it was trying to make a statement about the idea of the protest vote like, you know, okay, here's this candidate who's a bad person, but I really don't like the other candidate, so I'm going to vote for someone who has no chance of winning uh, just because I don't like either candidate A or candidate B. And I know there's been there's been elections where you can easily pin that on. Like mm -hmm. during the, I know the 2000 election, there were, I know there were people who voted for Nader because... Again, it was more of a protest vote because they didn't like Bush and they didn't like Gore. And I know we saw that a lot during the 2016 election, how you know some people didn't like Trump, some people didn't like Hillary, so they voted for Stein or they voted for Gary Johnson. And again, even though they knew they didn't really have a chance of winning, they're like, it, I'm protesting, you know, I don't like... Which again, and there's, I'm not criticizing people who do that. You know, it's it's your well, vote. Because you, I'll tell you what, I uh, I know was you able voted for Johnson. I did that. <laughs> yeah, that? I know you voted for Johnson, and that's fine. I mean, like I said, I'm not criticizing anyone who who does that. It's your vote. You do what you want with it. So um, I might not always necessarily agree who someone votes for, but if that's who you want to vote for, then you know, like I said, it's your vote you do what you want with it. And um, I, I know, and yeah, cause uh, I think didn't Ross Perot, well, no Perot dropped out of the elect that election before the finals, I think. Uh, what I was that in 92 or. I think so, but Perot actually did pretty well. He's, he was the highest rated, you know, independent ever as far as, cause he actually, didn't he win a state or two? I don't remember. I thought he dropped out. Like I said, I thought he dropped out of the race late into the late into the the election cycle. Yeah, we might have to you know maybe look that up. But yeah, because I I know he was actually gaining some steam um, with the voters. I know he, from what I understand, he lost a bit of the the younger generation's vote because. He was being interviewed for MTV and he was accusing kids of just, you know, getting drunk, getting pregnant and getting high. And it's like, OK, if that's how you see the younger kids, uh, yeah, we're not going to vote for you, you shriveled up old man. But OK, uh, okay. looking up. 
uh, Pro yeah, I'm looking 92. here. So it says he, he um, briefly withdrew from the race in July in 1992, but re-entered the race in early October after he qualified for all 50 state ballots. Uh, Stockdale was his running mate. He won 8.4 of the popular vote against President Clinton and Republican nominee Bob Dole. And has not received, has not, uh, did not seek public office again after 1996 and did not enter the 2000 Reform Party president primaries. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, because, yeah, I know he, I know he was, um, yeah, because I know he was in the race with, uh, against Bush and, uh, and Clinton. Because, yeah, I remember, uh, when I was in high school, we were, I remember his running mate, um, Admiral Stockton, who was even older than, yeah, Stockdale, who was older than Perot was, and I remember uh, watching in, in like history class or social studies class, they made us watch the debate between them, and for most of it, Stockton, I mean, it was basically uh, Quayle and Gore throwing barbs at each other, and then like Stockton was kind of sitting in the middle, and he even remarked, I feel like I'm watching a ping pong match. <laughs> so um but yeah i mean and, and and even though this episode aired in 2013 there have been people that have made said it in some ways it almost predicted the 2016 election because you know part of that is i mean you can see certain and again okay we're gonna get political here so if it if that bothers you you might want to just call the episode off now but yeah uh, if, if politics triggers you go away <laughs> <laughs> well don't go away i mean you might want to listen to another episode uh but uh yeah because the i mean they were saying that there's certain parallels between waldo and trump where both of them were extremely vulgar and spent a lot of time insulting other candidates and now again how you feel about trump's policies that's you know that's your opinion there but, you know, I mean, he was supposed to be this outsider who was just there to kind of mess and mess things up and interfere with them. So, yeah, but I, I could see that definitely see the the uh, vulgarity or the, you know, comparison there. Mm -hmm. So, OK, I think and that's about the primary color. OK, <laughs> no, or... orange, they're, pri they're primary colors. Orange isn't a primary color. It's a secondary. Oh, I suppose. That's red and yellow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's a secondary. So, geez, Chad, didn't you pay attention in art class? No, I never quite figured that that color wheel out. It was difficult. Yeah. So all in all, ho-hum, average episodes. So once we're done reviewing all the episodes, if we decide to, you know, if we decide to like rank our what we think were the best episodes to the worst episodes. I would probably put this one near the, the, the middle of the, the bottom of the middle. Gotcha. So now, now, I haven't watched any episodes beyond this, so I can't really say where I put it, but yeah, I definitely feel this would be in the lower portion. Well, Chad, of the, yes. technically you have watched an episode beyond this because remember the next episode would be white Christmas, but we yes. already watched that. Yes, and White Christmas actually will be pretty high on my list. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it too. And again, it's definitely one of the high, the, the higher uh, ranked episodes in my opinion. So, 
But this ends our look at season two. Do you have any other uh, any other comments about or thoughts about this episode? Not about this episode, but as you pointed out to me on Facebook a few days ago, they have announced episode or season five of Black Mirror. I don't yep. know how I feel about that yet. <laughs> well, it looks like there was one where they had something like a virtual reality street fighting video game, so that would probably be pretty cool. Well, that might be an interesting one, yeah. Yeah, so the... I mean, I think... I'm sure I'll like it, and I know that I definitely... I haven't had a chance to, to check out Bandersnatch yet, but I want to because from what, I, what I've heard, it's basically like... You remember the old Choose Your Own Adventure books, right? Right, yeah. That's what my daughter said. It's exactly like that. Yep, so... Um, and it just sounds dirty. <laughs> I mean, come on, Bandersnatch, that sounds dirty. I wasn't going to go there. But anyways, so season three, and this one has, I think this was actually the largest episode with, or large, is it the, just saying, I'm trying to look at the the list here. Um, actually, the third eight. one is... Yeah, because the third uh, the the third season has six episodes, and the fourth season has six episodes. So, honestly, as far as how the seasons compare, I did like the uh, season three. I think it's probably my favorite of the four seasons that they have so far. Um, so especially the first one. I did like that episode as it does actually have quite a bit to say, I think, about social media. So that that's, I think that'll be an interesting episode to watch and discuss. Well, I look forward to it. But of the two seasons we've seen so far that we've talked about, I think I enjoyed season two more than season one. I would have to agree with that because really for me, of the three episodes in season one, 15 million merits was the best. Uh, without a doubt. Yeah. The absolutely. other two were pretty average, but yeah, 15 million merits does stand as one of my, probably one of my uh, favorite episodes. As far as with season two, again, White Bear is definitely ranks higher up there. Be Right Back would probably be on the, the lower end of the list for me. And then Waldo Moment, again, it, it ranks somewhere around where Be Right Back is. But a lot of the, in my opinion, a lot of the more uh, memorable episodes um, do start to happen in epi- in seasons three and four. God, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, and really season four is pretty good too. So, but again, in the coming, uh, in the coming months, probably, uh, we will be reviewing those because, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, unfortunately, I have to cut down my podcasting time because I uh, got a promotion at work. And with greater paycheck comes greater responsibility. And then also this is the this is the busiest time of the year uh, at my workplace. So I've been having to do a lot of overtime. And then uh, also, I, as I mentioned before, I'm developing a new game system. So I need to work on that as well excellent excellent so, all right man well before we wrap it up here chad yes if sir. people want to listen to you when they're not listening to you talking to me where can they find you well they can find me online at eclecticmediaproject.com and from there you can get to all our fun little bits you can get to our to our uh 
Podbean episodes. You can get to our uh, Instagram, to our Apple page. You can get to pretty much anywhere that we're on Facebook from that hub. So can they get to your yeah, house? You want... Can What's they that? get? Can they use that information to get to your house so they can come over, hang out, and have a beer? No, I made sure not to do that. Not because I don't want to have beer with people that listen to us, but because I'm picky about the people I drink beer with. Yeah. Okay. So, with that said, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in and have a good evening or morning or afternoon. Whatever it is, wherever you are, and we'll talk to you later. Hey! This is Adventures Anthology, or what we lovingly call D&DAA. We're a native Green Bay group of four players in our DM, Micah Brault, who all come from different backgrounds and have different experiences and skill levels within Dungeons & Dragons. Our campaign takes place in a created homebrew universe of various genres, and we have a tasty cocktail drink every session. We'll have one-shots with special guests like Blake McClellan from Mindless Productions. We run raffles for miniatures, and potentially we'll do some meetups in the future. So come check out our website and join the conversations at Adventures Anthology on Spotify. So if you like Dungeons & Dragons, role-playing, and drinking shots to craft cocktails, check us out. Thank you. been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.